The views and opinions of this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers. There is substantial risk of loss in trading futures and options, which you should carefully consider prior to trading. Bringing you the ag information you need, this is Market Talk, produced by the American Ag Radio Network. Now, here's your host, Jesse Allen. And coming to you live today from the National Farm Machinery Show in Louisville, Kentucky. Happy to be here on the grounds at the Kentucky Exposition Center for another great show. And happy to have you along for the conversation here on Market Talk. I'm your host, Jesse Allen. We are with our friends at Gehringhoff today here on the trade show floor. Really excited. Uh, Special thanks to them for having us here at the show today. We are going to be talking about a lot of their great products, history of the company, and more here during the program today. Also, we're going to go over the markets. Kind of another sea of red uh, in grains on the day here on Thursday with pressure building in soybeans and wheat. That commodity deflation type of mindset continues to be the overall theme in the markets. We're going to talk with Brian Doherty from Total Farm Marketing. He's going to join us coming up after the bottom of the hour in segment three to give us uh, some thoughts and market analysis here on the show today. I mentioned, though, we're with our friends at Gehringhoff and uh, pleased to have with me the president of Gehringhoff. Bill Dickhoot is with us. Bill, great to uh, talk with you. Thanks for joining us here, uh, or thanks for letting us join you here at the National Farm Machinery Show. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you. And thank you for having me, Jesse. Well, let's just start uh, with kind of an overview of the company. I know a lot of folks know Gehringhoff. They use your products. They've seen your products and more. But uh, give us, just for starters, a little bit of a background and history on the company, if you can. Yeah, Gehringhoff is a German company. It was founded in 1880, so we've been in the marketplace, oh, 144 years, yeah. so I guess a score of years. So, uh, so yeah, it started as a smaller company, a smithy, making different uh, products. They came to fame uh, over 100 years ago for making threshing uh, uh, machines uh, that were first pulled by horses and then pulled by tractors. Uh, in the 50s, they started on front end equipment for for combines for harvesting uh, uh, corn pickers uh, uh, as well as grain tables. Uh, in the 80s, they uh, became a lot more famous, especially for larger heads and folding heads, which was really very important for the European market mm-hmm. because the field side was, size was so small that uh, you uh, harvest maybe 10 or, or 20 acres or even less and then move on to the next field. So uh, folding the head was very, um, very beneficial to not have to uh, hang the head on the on and off of the combine. So in the 2000s, Gehringhoff uh, entered into uh, the United States market uh, with it with a distributor and an importer and uh, primarily with our corn head uh, and it uh, came off very well the market accepted the product very well uh, it's a bullet uh, proof uh, uh, corn head also the folding function and also the the wider sizes and it seems like the corn heads have uh, continually gotten wider mm-hmm. and with the number of row units has, has increased Uh, as the combines uh, have also increased. Uh, We also started our own business in the States in 2012. We have a manufacturing facility uh, in the U.S. in St. Cloud, Minnesota, so that we're closer to our markets, that we can be more flexible, uh, especially in the season, so that people can 
uh, get products uh, and not have to worry about getting something from overseas from our headquarters in uh, Germany. Sure. Uh, today in the States, we offer our uh, corn heads. A lot of different uh, brands will be our, our types. We'll be talking about yeah. that a little bit as well as our Draper, where we've got a high-performance product, uh, where we're delivering on that expectation, that expectation from gearing off a uh, high-performance product and, and a quality uh, product. Right now in 2024, 20, uh, uh, the company is still a family-owned company. It's in the fifth generation. Uh, the family is also very involved uh, uh, in the business. And so we understand... Uh, yeah, family businesses also also our farmers and, and what those needs are uh, and what the thought processes are to give it on to the next generations. Well, I appreciate the background and the history. And, and you said something in there that, that really piqued my interest. And I think this could set us up to talk about some of the products and where things are at here in 2024. And uh, I'm, we're going to talk a lot about adaptive flex technology here today on the show. You know, you mentioned how corn heads other pieces of equipment getting bigger uh, having so having that flexibility and the different technologies available to make transportation easier but yet make things more efficient in the field during harvest time etc those things are so important to the farmer here in 2024 aren't they bill oh yeah definitely definitely i mean think about that a little bit and let's rope that into terms of adaptive flex technology let's talk about that a little bit when i hear that term what does that mean in terms of the products that gearinghoff has okay well it's it's cornhead and it goes exactly down that vein so how do you get bigger equipment into the field because the field is going to depend upon not just the size of the field uh, but also the topography and so the AFT, the Adaptive Flex Technology head that we have, it's, it's a corn head, but it's articulated in the middle. So that means that it's got a left wing and a right wing, and those okay. wings can both go up and down based upon the train. So they're actively lifting up and pushing down uh, with hydraulic or letting down with hydraulic cylinders. And, and what's interesting there, and I, I'm sure a lot of our customers uh, have, have this issue, is that in some of the fields, they can harvest with a, a 16 row for most of it. True. But not all of it. So then they have to go back in with an eight row to clean up the edges, let's say. But here with the Adaptive Flex technology, you could get a 16 row uh, uh, articulated head and it's like two eight rows head on e each side. Yeah. So then you go into the field just one time, mm -hmm. saving time, saving, uh, <laughs> saving hassle, <laughs> saving the number of pieces of equipment that you actually need to to work your ground well and I, I love too with with how that the head flexes along the topography as you mentioned obviously our fields are different from field to field nothing's perfect you know we the technology that you guys are able to develop it, it really truly helps with the efficiency for the farmer and you know i what amazes me i guess bill is the way technology has gotten here in 2024. I'm always blown away by the different things that I hear about. And, you know, with your guys' adaptive flex technology, it's no exception. I mean, you guys build it as the world's most flexible corn head, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. and, and just thinking about thinking about the ease of use for farmers. And I know you guys talked to a lot of farmers, of course, as well, in developing this, didn't you, Bill? Uh, yeah, well, we have to listen to our customers, yeah. <laughs> right? Uh, we have to make what our customers like. Uh, otherwise, you aren't in business for 144 mm -hmm. years. And if that's a constant tenant of the way that you're doing business is 
providing value for your customers, then you will remain in business. Yeah. yeah. And so, and also with the adaptive flex. So, so let's say the most flexible, a 12 row, uh, it can go up on the left hand or right hand side plus 50 inches. So that's over four foot. A 16 row is 68 inches and an 18 row is 75 inches. That's as tall as I am, mm -hmm. right? So that is a lot of movement that you've got in that uh, cord head. But also, we heard it at the show, and that's why one of the reasons why we're at the show is we get feedback. If yeah. we don't have feedback, we don't know where we're at. So yeah. they said, build us a folder. Build us a folder. Well, we'll pick up that thought here after the break. We're going to talk more about adaptive flex technology. We're going to talk drapers and more with Hearing Off here on Market Talk. Stay up to date and listen to past episodes online at markettalkag.com. Now, back to Market Talk with Jesse Allen. And we are back here at the Farm Machinery Show in Louisville, Kentucky, with our friends at Gehringhoff. Uh, having a great day here at the show. Great crowds. A lot of folks are working around and asking questions and taking a look at all the new products and and asking about different things they can utilize on their operation and a special thanks to our friends here at Gehringhoff for having us today we are talking with their president bill dick and bill before the break we were kind of we were on the uh, adaptive flex technology train and talking about the corn head and you mentioned something to me here uh, during the break that i wanted to really highlight uh, just talking about you know as folks have come up and look at things they, they're asking questions about maintenance and grease points and, and things like that and you guys have really really boiled down the science to make things easy for them and, and provide a lot of help don't you yeah definitely and we, we talked about it before the break uh that we heard here at the show make us a folder on that aft another uh, uh problem uh, for our engineers to solve and they were happy to do it but that's the feedback that we get from the marketplace and here at the show it's a, a great venue for us to get the feedback where where are we and what do we need to do and we've got our customers that are looking for a new head but we also have customers that have a head that's maybe 10 years old or 11 years old and they've got some questions about uh maintenance right and uh those are things that we can go straight to our display take a look at it and show them exactly how to take things apart and put them back together and that's also uh one of the things we've done it before so We've mashed our fingers so that you don't have to. So if you do have questions or if any Gehringhoff product, if it's new or used, if it's Gehringhoff on the side, then we support that. And that's why we have our product support hotline. If you've got questions about how to do things or you're having issues in the harvest, please call us. We've got a lot of experience uh, combined uh, to find answers for you so that you can be successful if it's a maintenance project or if it's a harvesting issue. Now, uh, thinking about the AFT technology, I know you mentioned this as well. Some folks, they've, they've come up to the booth and you start talking to them and, and they say, oh, you guys have a draper head too. Yeah. And, and so let's talk about some of the draper products that you guys have. Tell us a little bit about what's in the lineup from Gehringhoff. So uh, the draper is, a, it's not a new product, uh, but it's fairly new for Gehringhoff. So sure. we've had it since 2015, 2016. Okay. We really entered the U.S. market around 2018. And what we have in our offering, our, our uh, flagship is the TrueFlex Razor. Uh, and what that is, it's a three-part uh, draper head uh, that has uh, three almost equal equal parts, a three-part reel. Uh, and we have it in 35, 40, and 45 foot. 
uh, and it is the most flexible uh, in the marketplace. It goes up uh, four degrees, down four degrees, uh, down five degrees on each wing, has a ten, about a 10 degree tilt, and it has a fully flexible cutter bar uh, that has six inches of travel. So if we're looking at a 35 foot, that's up to almost 26 inches of total flex, uh, uh, which is you know almost double of what the competition mm -hmm. is. Well, and I think about this too, you know, as, as our operations get bigger and we're working long hours and, and thinking about the flexibility and all the technology you guys have put into the Draper head. I mean, you know, things like, you know, you guys are catching beans that some other competitors might miss with, with their heads. I mean, aren't you, there's, there's things like that, that, that go into your guys's Draper head that, that really help kind of maximize things in the field for a producer, don't they, Bill? Yeah, correct. And we call it the razor because it gets right down to the ground and hugs it. And we have an active uh, 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 flex system, so it's hydraulically driven. It's it's not it's not springs moving the wings. It's hydraulics, and it's clamping clamping that down to the ground, putting force on it so that you can tilt it down and know that it's not going to bounce uh, back up. And that's uh, I think uh, going. You know, talking the AFT side and talking the Razor on the Draper side, I, I bring it back to flexibility. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just, it's it's so important, I think, to to have options and have you know a great quality product on the front of your combine out in that field. Does you know at the end of the day, we got to you know maximize our ROI is what it's all about, yeah, right? Of course, of course. You didn't prepare the land. You didn't plant the land. You didn't uh, nurture the land during the growing season <laughs> so that you leave the crop in the field, right? Yeah. And you want that You want that in your head. You want it in your combine. You want it in your, in your buggies. And then you want it in your silo. Definitely. Definitely. Well, and of course, you know, knowing your guys' products, I mean, whether we're, we're green, red, black, yellow, whatever the case is, I mean, talk about that a little bit. Your guys' heads obviously fit on, on many different makes and models, right? Yeah, worldwide. Yeah. worldwide so and uh and that's really where our strong point is we fit on every model uh, uh and we have strong relationships uh with different uh manufacturers but gearing off is always on the side of it yeah mm -hmm. and so if you buy let's say a gearing off head for for a case this year you buy a different combine let's say in three years four years or five years uh, then you can change our head over if it's to a case or if it's to another uh, brand of combine. Sure, yeah. sure. That helps also with the resale value as well. Yeah, well, and I, you know, and I think too that's to that point. You know, maybe there's some of those uh, folks out there who have a gearing off head and they've had one for five, six, seven, eight years. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's time to think about a new one. And obviously, here in the booth, you guys have a, a couple of these uh, great products that we've been talking about. So I mean. It, very easy for folks to look at doing trade-ins or if they haven't experienced a gearing off product they can take advantage of getting a new one very easily through dealer network online i'm sure a lot of different ways to get in touch isn't there bill talk uh, about that yeah definitely so so we we do have of course social media presence we have a uh internet uh presence but we work very closely with our dealers and uh, gearing off is a very strong uh dealer network uh, and you can find your uh, gearing off dealer. You can also find your gearing off territory manager if you do have some questions on the best place to go uh, for what they're needing to do. I know uh, in terms of you know 2024 and, and where agriculture is at, I think there's a, there's a bright future ahead. I mean, just 
some of the conversations you've had with farmers here at the show this week. I mean, what are you what are you hearing from them? What's the biggest thing they're wondering about on the equipment side? Maybe you can you could share that your perspective as president of Gehringhoff. What have you been hearing this week? Well, that's a good uh, a good question. Uh, I mean, there's a lot. I've been hearing a lot of interest, uh, especially on the on the new items. Uh, sure. Also, the AFT, you know, and also the question. You know, is that you know, is that something for my operation, or yeah. or am I doing good the way the where I'm at? Also, a lot of times it's the question: if I'm at a 12 row, do I go to the 16 row? You know, and then it's the question which everybody's going to have: how am I feeding my buggies right now in my trucks uh, in my co-op, or or do I need to make changes there too? Because it's all uh, all a chain uh, change process. So that's what I've been hearing. Uh, a lot of interest on the on the product and a little bit more on the details you know what's the benefit here uh, there's been quite a bit of mention about fuel consumption as well which mm-hmm. i haven't heard in previous years uh we've we've had that on our radar that that's uh important not just for the drive lines but uh the cost of the inputs and diesel is also an input um uh, sure yeah and then just uh yeah i think it's a mixed bag as far as the, as far as the market goes yeah and I think I think when it comes down to it, too, um, obviously, I hear this a lot from growers to your point earlier. You know, sometimes they say, well, how does this fit in my operation? Sometimes mm-hmm. some folks maybe a little slower to change things. But to the point of what you guys are doing here and I kind of bring this home a little bit with all the technology, whether it's the razor or the, uh, the AFT technology, just trying to make things easier. For growers, mm-hmm. right? Make things simpler on yeah. the farm. Yeah, make it simpler. Also, give options. You know, there's nothing as constant as change. Sure. Yeah, and so uh, also a good discussion this week about 15-inch uh, uh, spacing. Mm-hmm. Someone who is really very interested in on marginal on marginal land, and uh, that has a place. And like you said, it depends on the operation. You know, uh, and what the operation is doing right now, the success level, and if you need to make a change or not. Definitely. Uh, yeah. And that's what it comes down to. Bill, uh, we got a, about a minute here before we wrap this segment. Real quick again, uh, give us a plug. If folks uh, aren't going to be able to attend the Farm Machinery Show and they want to get in touch with Gearinghoff, check out products, dealers, online, social media, et cetera. Can you give us a, a quick rundown of, of things real quick again? Well, uh, check us out on social social media. We're on uh, most of the platforms. Uh, also, the website, gearinghoff.com. There you'll find all of the relevant uh, information. We are at a number of shows, so if you're here at the show, please stop by, mm-hmm. uh, take a look, uh, get a card, get a get a catalog, get a contact, uh, get answers to the questions you might have, uh, and then also at other shows in the in the future, uh, as well as uh, the Commodity Classic coming up. I'm seeing there you go, uh, Commodity Classic. Hard to believe that's already two weeks <laughs> away, right, Bill? <laughs> well, it is. It is, it is uh, 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 the uh, Louisville show right now. So. Yeah, it, it is, and it's it's show season yeah, yeah. in general. But yeah. uh, hey, really, have enjoyed the conversation and appreciate the time. I know we're going to talk with Craig Lee from Daring Hoff coming uh-huh. up here at the end of the show today. He's going to give us some more thoughts and perspective on your guys's products. But Bill, really uh, appreciate you uh, having us here. Thanks for joining us on Market Talk today. And we'll look forward to talking again soon. Yeah, Jesse, thank you very much. It was, it was a pleasure. Thank you, Brad. Bill Dickus there, president of Hearing Hoff. We're going to talk markets. Not a good day in the markets Thursday. Brian Doherty with Solar Farm Marketing will join us after this here on Market Talk.
market information that matters to you on Market Talk. Now, back to Jesse Allen. And we continue our live coverage at the National Farm Machinery Show in Louisville, Kentucky, here today on Market Talk. Not a good day in markets once again. Uh, we kind of continue the selling pressure in the grains and oil seeds on the session. We're going to talk about that. Ag Outlook Forum numbers came out from USDA as well early Thursday morning. No doubt had an influence on the trade. Let's bring in our market analyst today, our good friend Brian Doherty, Senior Market Advisor at Total Farm Marketing, joining us from his office in Wisconsin. Brian, always good to talk with you. Um, Maybe not so good to talk about the grain markets here this week. It's been uh, it's been a tough one the last couple of days, but uh, you know, trying to trying to make some sense of this and hoping maybe we can we can find some floors here soon, Brian. I don't know. It's just been a tough market across the grains all week, hasn't it? Well, it has, and and the big you know the big numbers that came out today. Of course, everybody's you know, trying to think what the outlook says for yield and and acreage that was just another thing that kind of made everything look heavy and when i say heavy you can talk about acreage and yield and this and that and the other thing but um, exports but when you put it all in the same vat you get this thing at the bottom of that uh, vat that comes out of the funnel at the bottom that's the carryout number so corn carryout roughly uh, 2.172 or in that ballpark currently next year USDA is expecting 2.532. So it's another increase. And unfortunately, the trend of price generally moves in the opposite direction of the trend in carryout, which has been growing. So this is a projection. It's not surveyed. It's not the actual yield, none of that stuff. So, But the 181 yield is probably what we should expect the USDA to plug into their models when they start talking about supply and demand. So that's one thing. Um, soybeans, a little, I'm going to say more than heavy. Again, 435 million, uh, right now over 300 million. So big increase year to year expected. Uh, looking at uh, 87.5 million acres, 52 bushels an acre. Those are some heavy numbers. Now, it was expected, one would hope that maybe the market might take this, you know, news and have sold the rumor and bought the fact, but it didn't by the close. Things finished on a weak note. Um, egg um, or Sovicon raised expectations for the Russian wheat crop. And so wheat was the leader today. And then soybeans continue to sag. And we just don't see that export market very lively in soybeans mm-hmm. the way we'd like it to see this time of year. No, we do not. We do not. And Brian, I've kind of had this overall feeling in the trade that commodity deflation just continues to seem to be the overall trend with so many bearish things thrown at these grain markets. I mean, talk about that a little bit. Is that is that a view you would agree with, that it, we're just kind of in this commodity deflationary type of mindset right now? Well, it is. And the question is, well, what causes that? And and so there's there's different causes. And, and, and so you your causes can be accumulated over time. So if we go back and look really almost 18, 24 months ago, and you look at the causes behind the decline, uh, it, it just boils down to the world reacted to high prices and produced more and used a little bit less. Uh, and and then you throw in there other things along the way, a higher dollar value than where it was, a, a Chinese economy, we keep talking about that. So the markets move on perception and they move on momentum and they move on attitude. And right now the attitude has been 
pretty bearish in the grain market. The perception is the world of supply and it's getting bigger and the momentum has been down. So you're kind of swimming upstream uh, against the trend. This is cyclical. That is, mm -hmm. it's happened before. It's not like something new, but the depth of which the market seems to be heading down in front of the uncertainty of the growing seasons is a bit of surprise. It's almost like it's taking weather premium out of the market. Um, and the funds uh, or computer trades or whatever you want to call them that, that keep you know adding to their shorts, uh, they're making money being short, so they sell more because they're making more money at it. And and that's that's when you run into oversold markets, stochastics, a technical indicator, well deep into the oversold territory on corn, beans, and wheat. So um, yet you got to have somebody step up and buy either their contracts they've sold or or just start buying more aggressively. And the end user, lastly, the end user knows all of this and they buy only as needed. So they're not aggressively buying. There's no pain in being an importer this year or a feed buyer like there was 18 months or 12 months ago. Yeah. Well, I've, I've thought about this too, uh, to kind of go along with this. You know, a lot of times we hear the, the mantra, we got to feed the bull, feed the bull. And in a bull market, at this point, do we have to feed the bear to try and get us out of these oversold grain markets? I mean, is that is that a way to look at this, Brian? Well, the mantra is you need to feed the bull. The other side of that coin is you don't need anything to, for prices to drift or drop. You just okay. they, they can do that on their own. Gravity pulls them down. You get down to a level here, and I've been kind of questioning, you know, at what point does somebody short the market? what's what's their goal what's the downside we're, we're getting into such oversold territory so so the the ship is certainly leaning to one side quite heavy and 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 when we've seen this historically there there have been some times where it snaps back pretty fast and hard and then you can't own it fast enough but we haven't seen that yet unfortunately we talked i think last week i said the march corn had a swing and band objective uh, that is you take a range of prices if it tips over that range yeah, you basically put a hinge on the bottom. That's your new downside. Well, I had pegged 419, 419, 420 in March. Well, here we are. Now the question is, are we headed toward the round number? Are we going to $4? Um, yeah. And that's, I think that's something that I, I know in hearing from farmers and ranchers here at the Farm Machinery Show, uh, I, I think that's some of the things they're concerned about is just where where this bottom ends up hitting here. And, and really... Brian, I'm sure you're having a lot of these tough conversations. I think a lot of people who are have are having tough conversations right now, especially if they are undersold on their 23 crop, for instance, Brian. There's no easy answers, and there hasn't been for some time. Now, you might look back with some hindsight and say, well, you could have done this or could have done that. My hindsight would actually go back to a year ago and say, well, it's it's the 23 expected price for crop. That's good value compared to history. The problem was it's good value compared to history, but compared to the 22 crop guys were selling out of their bin, it wasn't very good at all. So price is always relative to something. Um, uh, value is another story. So so the hindsight is, you know, way back then, maybe could have done something more. That's That's all water under the bridge. There are no easy answers right now. There's a lot of contracts that, people have rolled ahead on bases the market knows that too uh, there's a lot of unpriced corn 
this year because farmers ended up blessed, being blessed with much better crops than perhaps they thought or were used to getting with, mm-hmm. with challenging weather. Uh, the trade-off now is just that, boy, it's uh, it's tough to know if you should pull the trigger or not. I would be inclined to say on February 15th, as we're getting this low in all three markets, uh, keep in mind things can get lower, but if you do sell, know how to buy it back if you really want to be in the game. Uh, talk to your advisor, talk to somebody that can help you do that. I know we kind of touched on this last week and uh, give us something a little more rosy to talk about. Uh, Livestock, pretty decent day on Thursday, kind of came back across cattle and hogs. And especially in the case of the cattle market, Brian, I I know I think we talked about this last week too. A little more optimism out there in terms of the way cattle have been acting and charts have been looking here as of late, isn't there? There's a lot more optimism because the overall supply is tight. Uh, we saw prices march and continue to march into record high territory. Then give that up, but they've come back a long way. Now, they're not anywhere quite to where they were. As an example, um, February live cattle today, 183.40 on the close, uh, had peaked up at over 195. So we're, we're not there, but the recent low was near 162. Uh, so we're a good 18, 19, maybe $20 off of that low. That is, uh, from my perspective, very encouraging uh, it's supply-based. We, we talked about at the top of the show, you know, what happens when you have high prices, you kind of curb demand. And so I got to wonder, mm-hmm. you know, if beef, beef might be its own enemy to the consumer right now, just because prices are challenging. You know, we, we threw out some stats last week. I think we talked about 40% of the U.S. population in theory has uh, less than $1,000 in their savings. Um, yeah. There's not a lot of disposable income for that crowd to go out and pay some of these higher, higher end prices. So, uh, mm-hmm. so it's going to have to happen through continued tight supply, and 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 maybe you know we saw a lower jobs rate that helps. Maybe there's some economic indicators there. Definitely. Well, Brian, we're about out of time here in this segment on the show. As always, we appreciate your insight. And again, I think it comes back to risk management. Uh, If folks want to reach out to you and get some advice and and talk with an advisor such as yourself, I know they could do that very easily. How can they reach you there at Total Farm Marketing, Brian? Uh, They can reach me through a phone call, 800-334-9779. And uh, that would be easiest and best. But I know a lot of people like to, uh, you know, look at things in the evening. Just shoot me an email then. And it's Brian with a Y at TotalFarmMarketing.com or check out our website, uh, TotalFarmMarketing.com. Brian, as always, it's good to talk with you. And, uh, you know, the way these markets have been going, we'll hope for uh, maybe a little green on the screen on Friday's trade to end the week on high note. What do you say? Can we wish for that? What do you think, Brian? Uh, we can We can certainly wish for it. Um, we, you know, turn around Friday might might be at hand. Want to remind uh, remind the audience that uh, Monday the markets are closed. So big three day weekend in front of the market. Yeah, big three day weekend. We'll have to take a look at with that. Brian Doherty with Total Farm Marketing. Always good to chat with you, my friend. And thanks for joining us on Market Talk today from the Farm Machinery Show. We'll talk to you again next week. Absolutely, my pleasure. All right, Brian Doherty with Total Farm Marketing. We'll be back with our friends at Gearing Hall. We're going to talk with Craig Lee coming up next here from the Farm Machinery Show in Louisville. We'll be back on the way right after this.
bringing you the ag information you need. This is Market Talk. Now, back to Jesse Allen. And welcome back here to Market Talk, live from the National Farm Machinery Show in Louisville, Kentucky. And we are with our friends at Gearing Hoff. And joining us now for this segment as we wrap up the program, Craig Lee, Director of Sales for Gearing Hoff. Craig, it is Good to talk with you, and uh, thanks again for having us here with you at the Farm Machinery Show. Well, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, let's talk a little bit. At the beginning of the show, we talked with Bill quite a bit about your adaptive flex technology and your draper heads and more. And I I know just throughout the wide spectrum of products that you guys have, really, you guys offer so much in terms of residue management and things like that. So give us your perspective on, on some of the technology you guys have employed here at Gehringhoff and how it can benefit producers. Let's start there. Okay. Well, uh, like you said, uh, Gehringhoff probably has more configurations of corn heads and even draper heads uh, than anyone on the market. We can build a head anywhere from a 15-inch uh, row spacing on up to a 40-inch row spacing uh, in widths anywhere from, you know, 12 feet to 60 feet. You know, mm-hmm. we've built a 24-row 30 corn head before so uh but you know a big part of the corn head is the, is the processing system and kind of what's underneath the row units so uh we have about four different types of processing systems depending on what you want that stalk and plant matter to look like uh once you're you've harvested it so we start out with our basic two roll knife roll system we call it the north star and this is kind of your traditional uh knife to knife system and if you want it a little bit more aggressive, uh, we've got a, a new rollout uh, since last year uh, called the uh, North Star XDC. And what that XDC means, it's extreme decomposition. So what that's going to do is take that plant and put it in about a two and a half to three and a half inch chunk. And it tends to leave the, uh, the uh, that, that chunk uh, kind of more around the standing stalk. And so it leaves the center of the row a little bit cleaner so that if you're in a no-till situation the next year, you can come right back in with that no-till planter and go right between the rows. And also because of the way it sizes it, it actually breaks down very, very quickly uh, and return that plant matter back to the soil uh, and works very well. Uh, From there, we go to the uh, North Star Horizon, which is a two-roll knife roll system with a swinging blade under it. This is kind of the traditional so-called chopping head. Uh, The advantage of it is you can turn the chopping on and off by simply switching a lever on the gearbox. Um, so we have that uh, version that's become more and more popular. And then we have our tried and true uh, Rota disc, uh, which is the uh, Gehringhoff exclusive, kind of a premier chopping head that utilizes three rolls. Uh, and it's been on the market since 1997. So uh, that that's probably the best uh, overall uh, in terms of plant destruction that there is. So. Well, and I think about this too, and... In terms of the way equipment is changing here in 2024 and really the last couple of years, and, and with all of your guys' products at Gearinghoff, just you guys are have been able to adapt well to a, an ever-changing equipment market because it's it's definitely changing. I mean, you know, Craig, we take a look around here at this show and all the new products that are, are coming online, bigger combines right, and right. things like that. So you guys have really been able to kind of stay with this and adapt to help producers, right? Sure, uh, and that's one of the advantages of the Gehringhoff. Uh, we can fit any brand of combine. Uh, so if a producer happens to, to have one brand this year and 
purchases his new corn head in a couple of years down the road to uh, maybe change his colors of combines. Uh, you can adapt our head to, to fit over that, and not necessarily have to get the new head. Uh, but, you know, we we recognize the trend in the machines getting bigger and bigger. Uh, and so we're trying to build bigger and bigger headers. Uh, you know, I mentioned the 24 row 30 corn head, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and as they get bigger, they have a need to uh, maybe flex uh, such as where the AFT fits in really well. Um, you know, right now, Drapers, we've got 45 foot. We're working on 50. And then beyond that, uh, who knows? You know, uh, there, there's certainly competitors out there that have some even larger than that. And and uh, we think that's kind of where it's headed as as the machines get bigger. They need a big head on the front to uh, feed that machine and get the most productivity out of it, um, as well as, you know, the number of uh, operators is is going down. So uh, perhaps the machines will get bigger, but the number of machines might go, get smaller. So uh, that's where we see the need for the bigger headers. Well, I think about this, too, and it's something that, that Bill mentioned earlier, the fact that, you know, Gehringhoff, you guys are a family-owned company. You guys have so many great experts like yourself that, you know, if, if producers are hesitant to change new things, sometimes could be a thing, but you guys really could work with folks to find the right head for their operation that's going to fit their needs as things change to your point right right like you know fitting the arc the best configuration to the operation is certainly something that uh, we can do as territory people and, and our dealers uh, are trained to do that uh, you know probably one of the things that really sets us apart uh, for a company our size is our product support after the sale uh, we have a team of, of product support reps that work exclusively for Gehringhoff and, and help our dealers uh, troubleshoot problems and, and make sure that uh, the machines are adjusted right so that they can do the best job for the customer in the end. Uh, we come, all of our headers come with a factory standard two-year warranty. Uh, you know, this is as, as comprehensive a warranty as anybody has in the in- industry. Uh, so we really stand behind our products uh, and we have to, or, you know, we wouldn't have existed since 1880 if we didn't take care of the customer and build a good product. Very true. Very true. Well, Craig, uh, great thoughts. Uh, Before we run out of time here for folks who maybe aren't making it to the Farm Machinery Show this year, I know you guys are going to be a commodity classic, of course, if they're going there in a few weeks. But if they want more information, uh, I'm sure reaching out to a local dealer online, a lot of great ways to get in touch. Well, sure. You can go to Gehringhoff.com and look at the the dealer uh, uh, portal or uh, Dealer locator, I guess, uh, would be the proper term for that and and to see where your neighboring dealer is. Uh, also, a lot of our territory managers uh, have contact information there. So we're, we're very accessible and to try and line you up with the Gehringhoff product the best that we can. Definitely, definitely. Well, Craig, uh, appreciate the time. Real quick, you got that elevator pitch for me. What would you say for folks if they're thinking about getting a piece of Gehringhoff equipment? What would you tell them? Well, again, I just think uh, uh, it's probably that has the most uh, flexibility of any machine on the market in terms of uh, what we can do and the various models that we have. Uh, we have probably have more adjustment within our machines uh, once you get it to help you in all conditions. And then the product support is really just a huge asset. Fantastic. Greg Lee with Gearing Hall. Thanks for joining us here on Market Talk and having us with you at the Farm Machinery Show. We appreciate it. All right. Thank you. We're out of time. Thanks for joining us today here on the show. I'm Jesse Allen. I'm great. Okay.